0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Red Zone Talk. I'm your host, Paul Solano, and I'm actually going to be riding solo today. First time on Red Zone Talk alone. Um, My co-host, Brad's not feeling too well. Um, He'll be back next week for the podcast, but just wasn't feeling um, well enough, unfortunately, to record today. Um, So I figured this week I will run the show on my own, Um, and as a Cowboys fan, I'll tell you... This is not a fun week to record. Um, it's a very, very frustrating week to, to do a podcast as a massive uh, NFL fan um, when your team just gets completely embarrassed the week before. Um, don't want to start off the episode with too much of that, but uh, it was a very frustrating weekend for me as a football fan. Obviously, a lot of good football going on, but... Um, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I Sunday was probably one of the worst losses of my life. Um, I know that sounds overdramatic, but when you have a team with the expectations that they had playing as well as they did, and just to completely fall flat in the way the past week has kind of fell for them, it's extremely, extremely frustrating. But um, there will be time to talk about that. Uh, but let's kick into our NFL news first. Um, and it, by the way, just so you guys are aware, like going down later into the podcast, as like trade deadline and stuff like that comes, we're going to probably not talk as much about recaps and whatnot, focus a little bit more into, um, we'll still recap games, but we'll also get into some of the trade rumors, playoff picture, stuff like that. So just in case you're wondering, like, is this going to be the dynamic every week? Not necessarily every week. Obviously, it'll change up a little bit as we get just deeper into the season. But going back to NFL news, um, And it feels weird because we record our episodes typically on Tuesday nights, released on Wednesday mornings. So a lot of news happens that you're like, Paul, this is old news. Um, But first, uh, after the Nick Chubb injury, which, by the way, uh, it turned out Nick Chubb, he tore his MCL, and that was it. Which, still a major injury. He still is out for the season. However, the injury is not considered uh, career-ending. He's actually expected to be able to make a full recovery and turn you know be able to play at the level that he was playing so that's really good um because of that though the browns did go out they signed uh brought back running back kareem hunt on a one-year deal worth four million and i mean once nick Chubb went down kareem hunt back to the browns uh just a very seamless uh seamless move guy who you know knows the offense uh maybe can be a little bit more of a bruiser rather than a pass catcher uh jerome ford is definitely the better pass catcher and he'll still get the majority of the work but cream hunt will come in there and be the rb2 for that offense um saints safety marcus may he suspended the next three games uh as he violated the nfl substance abuse policy that's not the only bad news for saints fans um and I'm kind of like jumping back and forth between injury news now but Saints quarterback Derek Carr he went down this past Sunday against Green Bay. He has a sprained AC joint. He's considered week to week. Um and based off of some of the reports that we've already heard, it sounds like he is unlikely to play this upcoming Sunday. Um leaving Jameson Will uh Jameson Williams, Jameson Winston um to make the start this upcoming week. Um which honestly that isn't the worst thing i mean i think james winston is a very serviceable very serviceable could be like a more like a bottom tier back uh starting quarterback so it is not i mean obviously wishing carwell but um not the worst thing in the world for the saints in their situation um next piece of news and there's still so much news being uncovered but bears defensive coordinator alan williams um he has resigned from the team there has been so many rumors and I don't really want to get into any of it because it's really messy and some of the things sound very disturbing um but something to keep an eye on there's there's some really wild and bizarre reports um that many believe led to him just randomly resigning um if you're not like very you know if you're not like a football expert or someone who really follows along, obviously resigning like the third week into the season or even before the third week is very unusual. Um, even if the defense is struggling, it's very unusual. So um, once we have more details, we'll talk about it. But until then, just a very, very strange situation. Um, we did get a trade very early in the season. Rams sent. Uh, running back Cam Akers to the Vikings in a 2026 pick swap. Believe the Rams got this uh 6th round pick, Vikings got a 7th round pick. Um cannot understand it for the Vikings perspective in terms of just like running back metrics. Um Alexander Madison and Cam Akers are both considered one of the worst running backs in football. Um so they basically added another bad running back to a bad running back room already. Uh can't understand it, but um, there's a reason the Vikings are 0-3. And then last piece of NFL news, uh, we officially know the halftime performer for Super Bowl 58. It is Usher. Uh, he'll be performing at the Super Bowl at Legion Stadium in Las Vegas. Um, I figured they were going to go with someone that it has a Vegas residency. Just makes sense. Um, so Usher, uh. Good option for the uh, for the Super Bowl halftime show. And no, I'm not going to get into the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. Um, if they're dating, they're dating. If they're not, they're not. Whatever they're doing, I, it's cool to see more eyes on football, but it um, doesn't really mean anything for here over at Red Zone Talk. But now, let's get into some injury updates. Um, and I'll start with the biggest. Really, the... Most gut-wrenching one, obviously for myself, um, Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs. He tore his ACL in practice uh, Thursday afternoon. His season is over. Um, just heartbreaking. I mean, me as a Cowboy fan, Trayvon Diggs one of my favorite players. Um, loved him coming out of Alabama in the 2020 draft. He has made tremendous strides, no matter what anybody wants to tell you. Um, he's a top five corner. He is just better and better every single year. We've already seen the impact um without him on the field. Really feel for him. The ha- the happy thing I am for him, I'm happy he got paid before this happened. Because I couldn't even imagine how the Cowboys would have approached this thing had he gotten hurt um and then went into free agency, but um just a brutal loss. Real just it sucks. And injuries, they've just been a killer this season. Um another major injury, Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams, he is torn his ACL. He will also miss the rest of the season. Um another I mean talented receiver, really good player, he hasn't been able to stay healthy and then I and mean, this is just a uh a brutal loss um for a team that had high expectations and for a receiver that had had very high expectations. Some other uh, injuries, Texans cornerback, Derek Stingley, he injured his hamstring in practice, uh, could miss several several weeks and potentially be placed on IR. Uh, Colts running back, Evan Hall, he tore his meniscus. He will miss the entire 2023 season. And Saints running back, Jamal Williams was placed on IR. So uh, the injuries, unfortunately, they just keep piling up. It has been a brutal first few weeks. Um, to the 2023 NFL season. But let's go into our NFL week three recap. Um, It was a much better week than I expected. When I was looking at some of these games last week, Brad and I were talking and I'm like, there's gonna be a lot of blowouts. And there wasn't a ton of close games, but we had some entertaining games. We had some upsets. Um, I I felt that very personally. Um, But nonetheless, it was a week of football. So let's get into it. Starting off um, with Giants at 49ers. 49ers beat the Giants 30-12. Uh, to 12. Um, I'm sure a lot of Giants fans that probably listen to the podcast are probably walking away like, hey, we were competitive. We hung in there. Um, I took it the opposite way as Brock Purdy played some of his worst football. I uh, missed a lot of throws. Um They were without Brandon Ayuk, the 49ers, and to still pull out an 18-point victory with putting 30 points on the uh, scoreboard. Uh, This type of game is what makes me think the 49ers are the best team in football. I mean, even when they're not executing, you know, at their highest level, um, they are still really, really damn good. Um, As for the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones played better. um, Still just... The struggles for the Giants, they can't push the ball downfield. Um, th- that That's going to be an issue until they at least attempt to push the ball downfield. Have not really been able to get Darren Waller involved. Obviously a very tough matchup for a team like them. Um, also, just in terms of looking at some of their defensive guys, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, man, he has been, he's not been good. I think in terms of like pass rush win rate, he's at like 2%. It's very, very low um, near the bottom of the league. He's not been impressive at all in his second year. Very high hopes for a player like him. And he just has not, um, not been as good as you would hope. But 49ers, I mean, man, even without you know their best wide receiver, Brandon Aiyuk, they are still just, they are that team. They're going to continue to be that team. Uh, Colts at Ravens, an upset here. Colts um with Gardner Minshew beat the Ravens at halftime at halftime in overtime 22 to 19 um it is a very surprise I'm not it is surprising to see the Colts you know already be two and one take a team down like the Ravens um it's kind of ironic both teams that I had going to the Super Bowl Cowboys and Ravens both lost in upsets obviously one worse than the other but um tough loss for the Ravens I mean they just offensively I think there were very high expectations um with the new offensive coordinator the weapons put around Lamar Jackson um obviously they didn't have you know they they were dealing with quite a bit of injuries in this game um and they're really not getting anything out of Rashad Bateman Zay Flowers he had a nice pretty nice game also not getting as much out of Mark Andrews as they probably would hope for um Lamar played pretty well other than that though, just not getting really much help out of that receiving core. Um Gardner Minshew he he, he played all right. Zach Moss ran for a buck 22. Michael Pittman Jr continues to play really well. Um I think the Colts under Shane Steichen, I mean I loved the hire. It was my favorite hire of the offseason. I think they're going to continue to be really competitive. As for the Ravens, I mean they'll be fine on um, I think After I had to freak out over the Cowboys' loss, I had to just understand that sometimes just weird wins and weird losses happen, and it is what it is. That's the NFL for you. When they say it's any given Sunday, it truly is any given Sunday. Um, Moving on to the next game, the Browns blew out the Titans 27-3. No real surprises here. That Browns defense is fantastic. I think the biggest takeaway I had is Deshaun Watson. I mean, this was... His best game as a Brown. Uh, he was very good. They, you know, incorporated Elijah Moore into this offense um, a little bit more. It w- wasn't really pushing the ball downfield much with him. Um, but listen, Deshaun Watson, he was 27 for 33, 289, two touchdowns. Um, run game wasn't really there. Jerome Ford struggled. Um, and listen, the Titans', Titans run defense is great. Um, But just offensively, the Browns, you know, I I mean, the Titans secondary is a weakness and the Browns exploit it. Um, Miles Garrett had an incredible game with three and a half sacks. I mean, the Browns just dominated this game. This is more of the team I expected to see this season. Um, If you remember, you know, a few episodes ago, I I picked the Browns to win the AFC North. Um, And... I could be already eating up my words of saying that Deshaun Watson being a bottom 10 quarterback if he continues to play like this. Granted, obviously the Titans secondary isn't great. Um, but if you can play like this you know most weeks, they're going to go pretty far. Uh, moving along to the Lions, who defeated the Falcons 20-6. Um, not really surprised with how the outcome of this game went. For the Falcons, the biggest thing is, listen, you cannot win in the NFL, if you cannot throw the football, um, Arthur Smith is trying to make this elite and the, the, listen, they got one of the best run games in football with, uh, Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson. Um, but you're not going to win football games if you can't pass the ball. Um, when you cannot get the ball into your hands of your playmakers, like Kyle Pitts and Drake London, you are going to lose games. Um, and the Lions, I mean, wasn't their best efforts. Still comfortable 14-point victory. I mean, I have been down on the Falcons, um, really, this whole era of Arthur Smith. Um, I think he's just trying to win games, and I get it, but you have to win games uh, throwing the ball. It is a passing league. If you cannot pass the football, um, you're going to continue to struggle, and uh, that's why they dropped their first loss of the season. These Saints, uh, they lost 17-18 to 18 to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I continue to be impressed with Jordan Love. Um, I think he is... I think the Packers played their cards right. They went in. Um, I think Jordan Love looks... Almost looks like a better player. and I'm, People are probably going to go crazy about this. He looks like a... Um, he's helping the the Packers be more competitive than rogers last year uh, he trusts his guys even when you know they don't always deserve the trust uh he's athletic enough to make plays on the ground um you rushed for 39 yards on this game wasn't the most accurate passer I mean that Saints defense has been fantastic um but they held in there they were down came back up um and won the game and Um, I mean, Jameis Winston, after Derek Carr went down, Jameis came in, he still played pretty well. They just couldn't get anything going on the ground. Chris Olave was fantastic. He caught for over hundred yards. Um, so really liking what I'm seeing with the Packers. Saints, I mean, they'll be fine. I'm just more intrigued to see what the offense looks like once Carr comes back. And of course, you know, Alvin Kamara returning this upcoming week. Um... One of the biggest upsets of the week: the Texans blew out the Jaguars, thirty-seven to seventeen. Um, for me, the talks are the quarterbacks, uh, or really not the quarterbacks, but the on the Texans side of the ball, CJ Stroud looks so impressive. Um, he doesn't have the offensive line yet at Ohio State. He doesn't have the receivers yet at Ohio State, but he just looks so comfortable making really smart decisions, um, throwing the ball with just great precision. Um, he has been really, really good. Obviously, the record doesn't show, but he looks great. Texans seem to finally land on a quarterback. If you're a Texans fan, you have to be thrilled with what you're seeing out of him. And out of their young core, like Tank Dell looks great. Nico Collins, for the most part of the season, has looked really, really good. Um, They've been extremely impressive. On the flip side, the Jaguars have not looked impressive. I thought I think Trevor Lawrence has played really well. I think, unfortunately, his receivers are not helping him out. Uh, Calvin Ridley really left this game early. It's been a lot of th- plays, especially in the red zone, where you know, Trevor makes a really nice throw, and the receiver just can't get their uh, feet down for the touchdown. That I think he leads the league in like situations like that happening. It's really unfortunate because I think Trevor looks really good. Um, they're just not getting it done. Um, and obviously, defensively in this game, they, they really struggled. And if we want to talk about a defense that really struggled, it might be historically bad defense. It's the Denver Broncos. Um, Dolphins blew out the Broncos 70 to 20. Um, The Broncos pretty clearly have the best offense in football. They are electric. Um, I mean, honestly, I know there's going to be a conversation about, you know, should Mike McDaniels had gone, you know, kicked the field goal at the end of the game and broken the record. I say yes. I don't care about sportsmanship and that you should all of a sudden give up. The The Dolphins are trying to give up. They were running the ball and still running down their throats. The Broncos could not make a stop to save their lives. Uh, Devon A. Chain, uh, I think he— he said how it's supposed to be pronounced, but I'm going to say Devon A-Chain. So, rushed for over 200 yards. Raheem Mostert, 82 yards. Um, A-Chain had four touchdowns. So did Mostert. Tyreek went for a buck 50. I mean, this team was just electric. Uh, Tua was incredible. Once again, he's having an MVP-type season already. Um, as for the Broncos, I don't really blame Russell Wilson. I think he's played pretty well. I don't think he has much of the support. I mean, he had a beautiful throw to Cortland Sutton, went right through his hands. Um, they're not getting the run game going with Javante Williams. He struggled coming off the injury. I think Sean Payton needs to be better on the offensive side of the ball. Get Marvin Mims more involved. He has been electric when the ball gets in his hands, but I think he only has a snap share right now of like 25 30% every game. That's just not enough. Um, as for the defense... I don't really have the answers. Their defense just looks downright terrible, which is crazy because this is a defense that for so long was so good and recently they've just been so bad. Um I don't know. I almost think you're at a point where like I don't have the financials in front of me, but I almost think you have to start considering, you know, do you trade a guy like Russell Wilson again? I mean, I think he's playing good enough football where he can help a team. Um, I don't know who might be interested, but I think it has to be consideration because that defense is just – they're just terrible. I mean, they, they really need to hit a point where they just restart. And it's hard because you just traded for Russell Wilson, Um I mean, to just give up the picks that they gave up for Russell Wilson, for Sean Payton, and to be 0-3 starting off the season, giving up, you know, an absurd amount of points. It's just just bad. Broncos, they do not look good. Uh, Panic button has been hit. (laughs) It has been hit. Uh, One of the good games of the week, Chargers-Vikings. It's a shame because... Both these teams are struggling. Both teams going 0-2 into this game. Um, I felt like Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert have probably caught too much slack. I think they both playing really good football going into this game. Unfortunately, just one, one team had to lose. Um, and it's not surprising that it's Minnesota. Just their defense is not very good. Uh, I had a feeling Justin Herbert was going to have a huge game. And he did. 40 for 47, 405 passing yards, three touchdowns um arguably the player of the week in my opinion he was really good and that was without any running game Joshua Kelly averaged 1.1 yards per carry Keenan Allen went off he had 215 receiving yards Mike Williams 121 receiving yards um the Chargers passing game could not be stopped and it's not like the Vikings were bad either I mean Alexander Madison had his best game of the season 93 rushing yards Justin Jefferson was great. Kirk Cousins still had a really good game. Unfortunately, the Vikings just don't have the defense um, to win games. And we saw this last year. I mean, down the stretch, they were, you know, one of the worst defenses in football. Um, so I felt like this was a pretty obvious regression for them. Um, and, I mean, I think a few more losses, I think we're, you, you might want to consider a trade for Kirk Cousins. Um and getting in our next game, Patriots at Jets. I know just the team. Um, this this is always, you know, Patriots winning 15-10 against the Jets. This is always going to be a really tough game for the Jets to win. Zach Wilson has struggled. Um, I gave him the benefit of the doubt against Dallas, but he's just still not playing well. Um, and if this team wants any chance of, you know, winning, they need to get a quarterback. And I, I think Kirk Cousins makes perfect sense for them. He's going to be a free agent next year it would be an obvious rental just for this season I think her cousins is more than good enough to potentially lead the Jets to a championship um I think he's a very underrated quarterback I think he would change this Jets offense immediately um as for you know this game in particular just a a messy low score. I mean, not that I expected much. This is this is about what I expected. I mean, two really good defenses going at it. Um Yeah. I mean a, one positive that I was excited to see, is Ezekiel Elliott looked really good. He rushed for 80 yards, which I don't remember the last time he's done that. <laughs> it certainly felt like a like a while. Ramondre Stevenson, though, he has struggled quite a bit. Um on the jet side of things, they just could not run the ball, could not get the ball going through the air. They just unfortunately could not get anything. Um, I think sooner rather than later, I think what's going to end up happening with the jets. Unfortunately is if they don't make a play for a quarterback, which they need to um, Robert Sala, I don't think makes it through, you know, I, I think he's gone next season. I know that sounds well. He lost the quarterback. Listen, he's been there, you know. I don't know what year he's on now, but you know the team you have. You knew the team you had last year. And I know it's it's a general manager thing, too, but I think at some point the head coach has to ask for help. Um clearly Zach Wilson is not that guy. He's probably never gonna be that guy. I think at this point, you gotta cut your losses. Looks, you know, look at the trade options that you have and make a play at a quarterback. Because if not. You're talking about another lost season, and then, you know, you're putting all your eggs in the basket next year of um, Aaron Rodgers coming off a torn Achilles. So I would certainly make the move for a quarterback. Next game, Bills at Commanders. The Bills just dominated 37-3. to Bills look great. You know, that's why we don't really want – you never want to overreact to week one because teams bounce back. Bills have been fantastic the last two weeks. Uh, Sam Howell really struggled after was a really good performance against Denver uh, last week. Um, we just have to wait and see what happens with uh, how Sam Howell perform against future opponents. Because um, he's, he's had, you know, one okay performance, one really good performance, one really bad performance. So we'll see. But the Bills, they look great, uh, great as usual. Panther Seahawks. Um Seahawks offense looks fantastic. Their defense looks really bad. I heard two people, you know in the, and I know they you know didn't have Treak wool in. They are getting some guys back. They're getting Jamal Adams back this week finally. Um, but guys just tell them, you know, tell I heard you know, oh they have the best secondary in football and I thought it was crazy. It is crazy. I mean, that defense is just it's not very good, uh, but offensively Seattle has have the offensive pieces to make noise and as for the Panthers I mean I shouldn't say I'm super surprised that Andy Dalton played better in this offense that was really struggling I mean it's easier for a veteran to just kind of jump in step up you don't have as much film from this year to see what they're going to do with him so um still not enough for the win but I'm not overly surprised that Andy Dalton looked good the disappointment of the week for me the Dallas Cowboys who I have been raving about as, you know, one of the best teams in football, one of the, you know, potentially an all-time great defense. Um, they got curb-stopped by the Arizona Cardinals, 28-16. And this game pissed me off. Um, going into, I mean, when we talked about this game, yeah, I didn't, and not to make injuries as an excuse because it's not. This team sucked on Sunday. Um, Physically, they were getting dominated at the line of scrimmage. The linebackers were just awful. They were out of place, taking really bad angles. Um, They were slow at the safety room, which the Cowboys have the best safety room in football. I mean, Jaren Kurse is the leader on that defense, and he had his worst start as a Cowboy. He's been really good Uh, the few years he's been with the team. This defense just... They were gassed. They couldn't keep up. Just, they were just bad. Um, and, and that's not – I think I finally, you know, after watching a full game of the Cardinals, I I definitely respect them. Um, they got speed. They got power. Josh Dobbs is no sh- complete scrub. Uh, he's a backup quarterback, but he's one that can go in there and um, and make some noise. Um, Man, they, they had the perfect game plan to – Stop Dallas in every which way. Um, as for the Cowboys, obviously losing Trayvon Diggs was huge. It's not the reason they lost this game, but it was huge. Um, you know, there were some crucial plays that you hoped your cornerbacks would make, and they couldn't make it. Um, and, uh, you know, that probably doesn't happen without Trayvon Diggs. Um, it, it possibly could have changed this game just on some of the big plays that happened. Yeah. Um, Offensive line, I mean, uh, most people probably don't even know this, but Cowboys are without three of their starting offensive linemen. I think Mike McCarthy really thought they could sleepwalk into a victory. Um, and obviously they couldn't, but they were without Tyler Biotish, they were out Zach Martin, they were without Tyron Smith. And um from the 10 to the 10, the Cowboys offensive line, you know, they they were fine for for backups, but um but overall, just not good enough, especially within you know the red zone. Red zone woes are really the biggest issues. I mean, to get down there, yeah, as much as they did, Dak was Dak was actually pretty good in this game. Just the offense completely just struggled, could not move the ball once they got in the red zone. Um, I, I I blame that pretty much on play calling. I mean. It was pretty clear that they were getting dominated in the run game inside the 10. They were good up until then. Inside the 10, I mean, I, I was looking at some of the All-22 footage before the podcast, and they were just getting dominated um, in the run game inside the red zone, and basically net loss plays. Um, they need to find a guy they can rely on in the red zone. It should be CD. I mean, that's your wide receiver one, and, I mean, he had some pretty piss-poor effort this Sunday, too. I mean, it's just a really frustrating game, really frustrating. The red zone offense was bad, and it was bad at the Jets, too. I just thought they were playing conservative, but no, it's it just bad. Um, the defense just completely laid a goose egg. They were bad. Um, But it wasn't all bad. I mean, this offense, they were moving the ball. They just couldn't finish, Um, and it sucks. And I know people are going to blame Dak, and people are going to, say the interception, and let me say this for everyone who, you know, because all the media say, oh, Dak, Dak couldn't get it done. The Cowboys were down 12 with like three minutes left and only two timeouts in a game where their defense was not giving them any help. And it was third and whatever, and they had to score a touchdown. If you go back and look at the all 22, um, there is nowhere for Dak to throw that football. I mean, obviously, would I have rather him throw it away and, you know, try and see what he gets on fourth down? Sure. Nowhere, though, that ball could have gone. I see what he was trying to do. He had to get that ball higher um, to try it. it was going to be a really, really difficult throw. I, I get the, like, out of the guys he had available on that play, I get where he went. But that wasn't changing anything. I mean, even if they score, they they still have to come up with a stop. And that was something they just couldn't they were really struggling to get done. So, um, is it the end for the Cowboys? I wouldn't necessarily say that. Am I going to treat them as if they are this elite team in the NFL? No. Nope. Not until they prove it. Um, obviously they can't prove it this upcoming week, but they, they need to, they need a win against a team that makes me feel confident that they're going to be as good as, you know, I want them to be, um, so, I was very frustrated. Red zone offense, piss poor. Um, defense is piss poor. But, again, give credit to the Cardinals. They are a better team than people give them credit for. And even myself, I, I was dogging on them last week. You know, I, I even... I'm probably more impressed with the Giants win now after that game. Um, because I I do think the Cardinals... They're a better team than I, I give them credit for, Um and especially with if w- they have if once I get Kyler Murray back. I mean, if Kyler was in these games, they're probably three and zero right now. Um, but anyways, I can't. I could spend the whole hour talking about the Cowboys. I will not. So we'll move on to uh, Chiefs Bears. Keep it short and sweet. I don't think Justin Fields is the guy moving forward. Uh, he's going to start this year, but um, I don't think he's the Bears franchise quarterback. Just the guy that we saw at Ohio State, the pocket passer, the guy who could push the ball down the field, he is not there. Uh, he just tries to escape the pocket too quick to, you know, you know, move the sticks with his legs. Um, man, the Bears just look like a complete disaster, complete mess. Um, if you're a Bears fan, you got to be frustrated. You got to be pissed off because. Um, it's looked ugly. This team had very high expectations, and they've just been – you could argue they're the worst team in football. So very disappointing for the Bears. On a Sunday Night Football, Steelers uh, beat the Raiders 23-18. I really hope for all those that watch Sunday Night Football understood that Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. Uh, had a chance down in the red zone to go on fourth down, go get you know, a touchdown, get the two-point conversion, tie this game up. Nope. Josh McDaniels kicks the field goal um yeah good old Josh McDaniels I will say uh we did see that Devontae Adams is still 100% in his prime he is phenomenal um other than that I mean Jimmy Garoppolo still looks bad um he had a good first week other than that he looks bad again uh not really impressed with what the Steelers are doing offensively defensively though they look really good um just felt like we were watching two bad teams play and the team with a really good defense won. We'll stick with that. Monday night football. Eagles uh beat the Bucs 25 to 11. Even when the Eagles are playing sloppy football, they continue to look really good and that's depressing, but it is what it is. They are they're really good and that offense hasn't even started clicking yet and they still are, you know, winning games with ease on the buck side of things um i contemplated last week i think i said about how baker potentially being a franchise quarterback um i'm not surprised that it went this way i mean this is a time where baker could have proved himself as like hey even in a loss like hey i'm here um he just holds the ball too long tries too hard to make the big play sometimes misses the you know the guys that are open right in front of him um So obviously, you know, I still think they're good enough where they could win the NFC South. Um, I just think they're going to be in a situation where probably still will need a quarterback of the future. But there's still a lot of ball to be played. Of course, Baker could prove me wrong, but wasn't really impressed with what he did. And Mike Evans for about three quarters of that game also didn't look very great. Then the last game, uh, Bengals beat the Ravens in a Super Bowl rematch uh, 1916. Joe Burrow did end up playing and I like I. Called my prediction. If Burrow played, I would pick them to win. Um, and he didn't look good. I mean, it was it was clear he was hurt, it was clear he was banged up. Um, but you know, as the game got going, I mean, the the game plan for the Bengals, just get the ball to Jamar Chase, it worked. Um obviously they were lighting up the scoreboard, but they, you know, they gave their team every opportunity to win. As for the Rams, I mean. Thought this was Matthew Stafford's worst performance of the year. He looked really bad, struggling to get the ball into their playmakers' hands. A lot of passes to Kyron Williams, um, extremely inaccurate. Couldn't really get Puka Nakua involved as involved as he has been. Um, so maybe we, maybe I was wrong on the Rams. I thought they were impressive after Week One. Even thought they were more impressive last week in a loss, um, but not feeling, not feeling as great about them. that's our week one recap. Um, now, of course, you know, got to get into the power rankings. Um, so as of week three, my my current power rankings got number one 49ers, which remained from last week. Number two now, I have the Miami Dolphins. The offense has been electric. Three, the Chiefs have entered. Um, and the Chiefs are at five, but the Chiefs, they're back in the mix of it. Uh, four, I got the Bills, and five, I got the Eagles um major dropouts from Cow- you cowboys and ravens obviously like i just mentioned cowboys they, they can't they're not an elite team to me until they prove otherwise the ravens i think they'll be fine i just do worry about that offense um as i was really hoping for more of a turnaround and see that offense show uh be a little bit more explosive and a little bit more consistent now let's get over looking at week four looking at next week and our fantasy stardom sit So our stardoms for this week, uh, quarterback Justin Fields versus the Denver Broncos. That Broncos defense has been terrible. Um, obviously, I don't think this is going to be a get-right game for Justin Fields, but it will look like one. Uh, I think he, you know, even if it's just on the ground, I think he has a really good game. Uh, running back Alvin Kamara versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucs, they were vulnerable to the run, um, I think, with... Derek Carr out, Jameis Winston in. I think they rely heavily um, on dumping the ball off to Kamara as he returns. I think he's a good start. Uh, Wide receiver, I got Josh Palmer versus the Raiders uh, with Mike Williams out. Um, I do think Quentin Johnson eventually will be the guy that you want to play. But I think in the interim, Josh Palmer, pretty safe bet. I think he got a good uh, 10, 15-point floor for him. At tight end, I think Darren Waller finally steps up. Yes, I know Jamal Adams um, is playing. I still feel really good just with how that secondary has struggled with uh, Seattle. I um, think you finally get the Darren Waller that you drafted. And uh, lastly, defenses slash special teams. I got the Tampa Bay, uh, bleh, the Saints defense against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think but uh, Baker struggles once again. think that Saints defense is a really nice game um, as well. Sit him. Um, quarterback, I'm sitting Jared Goff versus Green Bay. The uh, home road splits last year uh, didn't look great for Jared Goff. He really struggled when he was on the road. Expect him to struggle again against a pretty good Packers defense, uh, Sit Goff. As for running backs, I'm sitting Rashad White versus the Saints. Uh, week one, week three has really struggled on the ground game. I just don't think that Bucks interior offensive line is really good. This is a very good um run defense and with a guy like Rashad White and that Bucks run offense coming to town, even with the passing work that he gets, I don't think it's worth starting, um, sitting Rashad White, uh, sitting tank Dell, the Houston Texans versus Steelers really like the Steelers defense, what they've been able to do. I think they're going to definitely, um, cause some struggles for CJ Stroud. Don't really love starting a, a rookie wide receiver like Tank Dell against a really good secondary or a really good defense. Go ahead and sick Tank Dell. Tight end, uh Jake Ferguson of the Cowboys. He's going up against the Patriots. Um still lower scoring tight end, but I'm sure he's been one of the guys that you've been able to at least start and get some points out of. Uh Saint eh, the Saints, the but, yeah, I can't speak today. The Patriots uh have been, you know, pretty good against tight ends. Don't love the matchup for the Cowboys. Go ahead and sit Ferguson. And lastly, I'm sitting the Browns' defense against the Ravens. I just don't, even with as good of a defense as you can get, I don't love starting them against the best players um, and best offenses in football, especially with a guy like Lamar Jackson. Um, I would play it safe. I would see if he could go find someone else on the waiver wire. Well, let's finish this thing off. You know what it is. We have to get into our week four picks. Starting off Thursday night, we got the Detroit Lions at Green Bay Packers. Uh, Lions have been playing some better football. However, I don't love Jared Goff on the road. Really like the Packers to pull the upset. I think Jordan Love has a nice game. Packers move on to three and one. Uh, Sunday morning. um, I don't even remember where this game is playing. I know it's not playing in the States. Um, Jaguars tend to play, um, overseas like once a year. I have to assume this is in London. Um, I'm just checking to make sure that I am. Yes, it is the London game. Uh, Falcons at, uh, Falcons-Jaguars in London. Um, I think the Jaguars finally get this thing right. Um, I also think the Jaguars' run defense has been pretty solid. Um, and until Desmond Ritter can prove himself as a passer, um, I think the Jaguars got this thing right. I think they play better football, um, and they go ahead and they move on to 2-2. Two and two. Dolphins-Bills, a huge 1 o'clock game, um, really, was is a Sunday night game. It is very hard. I mean, I just picked the Dolphins. <laughs> I just picked the Dolphins as, you know, the number two best team in football, and I still think they're the best team in football. I do think this is a tougher matchup for them. Um, I think they've had some favorable matchups early in the season to light up the scoreboard. The Chargers defense, um, Patriots defense, you saw they started to slow them down. Then again, they lit up the Broncos defense. Bills defense has been playing really well. Um, we haven't really seen the Dolphins defense be tested outside of the Chargers, um, where they really struggled, especially in the run defense. I'm taking the Bills, um. I think the Dolphins, especially down the stretch, are going to be the better team. However, I just I don't know if I fully trust the Dolphins' offense enough against the Bills' defense. Really, more than anything, I don't know if I trust the Dolphins' defense against the Bills' offense. Josh Allen has been playing really well of late. Um, I think the Bills pick up a victory, go on to 3-1, and hand the Dolphins their first loss of the season. Um Moving to the next one, the Dumpster Fire of Dumpster Fires. The 0-3 Denver Broncos go against the 0-3 Chicago Bears. Like I said, for fantasy purposes, I do think Justin Fields is worth starting. However, when you look at both these teams, I just think the Broncos have looked like the more competent team. I think Russell Wilson hasn't played bad football. Just the defense has been really bad. Um, I could see this being a high-scoring game. Um, I, I think both defenses are terrible. I do think the Broncos have the better offense. Um, I think they have the better quarterback playing. I'm going to take the Broncos to get their first win of the season. Another very good game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Two really good teams. Um, and this is what it comes down for, to for me. Uh, the Browns' defense has been incredible. And the Ravens' defense has been playing well, too. Um, I don't think the Browns' defense will let Lamar Jackson run all over them. I don't think Lamar Jackson will all of a sudden have a ton of success through the air. Um, And I'm not, I think this is going to be a low scoring uh, game, a dog fight. However, I do think the Browns defense, they're the better defense. I do think we're starting to see the Browns offense slightly put it together. They're not great, but they, you know, they're, they're getting there. They're, you know, they're putting up some points. I think the Browns pull on an upset and I think they win at home. And that already for me, it's weird. You know, I picked the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl and already picking them to go two and two on the season. Next one, Bengals at Titans. Um, if Joe Burrow played yesterday or two days ago. I'm assuming he's going to play again on Sunday. Um, the run defense for the Titans, very good. The secondary, not very good. I think the Bengals. Um, I think this is a game where Joe Burrow starts to feel a little bit more comfortable. I think he'll be able to take a little bit more shots down the field. Um, and the Bengals win, you know, move back to 500. Rams at Colts. Colts, they've looked pretty good. We don't know who's going to be playing quarterback yet for the Colts. I don't think it matters. I think the Rams defense has played well. Um, I think that Matthew Stafford has a bounce back week. Um, I think they get Puka Nakua back more involved and they get the ball back to Kyron Williams. I think this is going to be a close, low scoring game. Um, However, I just don't think the Colts are there yet to you know beat another pretty decently good team. I have the Rams moving up to two and two. Divisional matchup: Bucks Saints. This I think could be more widespread and further out than people expect. Um, I like the Saints in this game. I think defensively they've been excellent. Um, the Bucks, I mean, they had two favorable matchups week one and week two. Had a tough matchup week three and struggled. Uh, this is a better defense, in my opinion, the Saints defense. Um, I think Jameis plays well enough to just keep the ball moving, you know, score some points. They'll probably play pretty conservatively, but I like the Saints in a pretty comfortable win. Divisional matchup, uh, another divisional matchup, uh, Commanders at Eagles. Um, I was trying to think if there was going to be an undefeated team that goes down and don't or if there is going to be an undefeated team left standing after this weekend, I think the Eagles will still be undefeated. Um, I mean, we saw Sam Howell really struggle last week. Um, expect him to probably struggle again this week. I don't think they're going to be able to get anything going in the run game. The Eagles, they've been dominant. Um, we're probably gonna have to see Jalen Hurts use more of his arm in this game. I think that, you know, the commanders run defense has been pretty good. Um, I'm going to want to see Jalen Hurts use a little bit more of his arm. You'd like, as an Eagles fan, to see them get into a rhythm in the passing offense. Um, I think the Eagles, they'll be fine. They're going to look good. They move on to be 4-0. Another battle of 0-3 teams, the Vikings at Panthers. Um, Again, early in the week, we don't know who's going to be quarterback for the Panthers. But I think at some point, the Vikings have to make it right. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins has been playing really well. I think the offense in general has been good. Um... As for the Panthers, they they haven't been great. I know offensively they they looked better under Andy Dalton last week. Um, I like everything about the Vikings more. I Think the Vikings pull off get their first one of the year. Steelers at Texans, this could be a fun one. Um, but like I said earlier in the episode, I do think a young C.J. Stroud. It's gonna be a big test for him against a really good Steelers defense. Um, you're gonna he's gonna feel the pressure. They're gonna bring a lot of different looks. Not that I don't like the Steelers offense at all, but I do think that this is going to be a low-scoring win for the Steelers. I just think defensively they're going to give up, give CJ Stroud too many issues. Raiders at Chargers. Um, first look at the Chargers without Mike Williams. I envision that we're gonna this is the time when Quentin Johnston is finally gonna get involved. Um, and they need to. I mean, that speed element is something that the Chargers really need and even with Mike Williams in the game, that should have been something that they were leveraging. But I haven't been impressed with anything of the Raiders so far. Don't think Josh Jacobs has played particularly well. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't played well. Even in against a pretty bad Chargers secondary, um, I still think Justin Herbert's going to have a really good game. I think the Chargers will move back to 500. Uh, Pretty good matchup for the my Dallas Cowboys. They got the New England Patriots coming to town. And this is really going to be how you find out what kind of team the Cowboys are. Not to say you're going to be able to deem them elite or anything, but you'll be able to know if this is going to be a good or a not-so-good team after this week. Um, This Patriots defense, they're no joke. They're a good team. They're a good run defense. They got a good set. I mean, all around, you know, very good defense. Um, Their offense, I mean, Mac Jones is playing the best football of his career, but the weapons aren't great. This is another game where I'm like, especially after seeing the Cowboys last week, I think the Patriots could easily upset them. I think if the Cowboys are missing at least two out of the three uh, start offensive linemen that were out last week, I think the Patriots pull an upset. Um, Right now, I'm assuming two out of the three starters that were out last week do play. I do think the Cowboys bounce back. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. Um... But I think Mike McCarthy just knows the importance of a bounce back game after, especially with San Francisco. The following week on Sunday Night Football, um, I don't think it'll look particularly pretty. I do think the Cowboys get the win. Um, I think the Patriots dropped to one and three, and Zeke gets to come back to Dallas, so uh, that'll be fun to to see him. And I, I'm sure, just for the NFL, I'm sure they're probably happy about the scheduling now because this game has a lot more weight than it originally probably once felt like the Patriots. They're definitely playing better football than people are giving them credit for. Um, and all it took was the Cowboys to uh to drop a game last week to uh to install some some confidence in the that Patriot team. And speaking of the team that dropped, the Cardinals at 49ers. Cardinals, they definitely look better than uh than anyone's given credit for. I still think the 49ers are the best team in football. I think the 40, I think Kyle Shanahan will do a much better job of um of giving that Cardinals defense some troubles. I think especially after seeing on film what the Cardinals did to the Cowboys, it's going to give Kyle Shanahan a million different ways to scheme up, um, you know, scheme guys open as the, the Cardinals did a great job against the Cowboys receiving core. Uh, I think the 49ers be one of the few 4-0 teams. or I think after this, I only have two more 4-0 teams, um, but have the 49ers get in the victory against the Cardinals. Uh, Chiefs and Jets until there's a quarterback change in New York. Um, this is this sucks that this is Sunday night football. This is such a bad Sunday night football matchup. Um, (laughs) it's such a bad Sunday night football matchup. Chiefs win. Uh, it'll be a large margin. Jets continue to struggle. And then finally, Monday night football, Seahawks at Giants. Um, this could be a sneaky good one. Um, Giants didn't really play well, but the Seahawks, sec- uh, Seahawks defense has not played well. Obviously, they get Jamal Adams back. The hope would be Tariq Woolen will be back. Um, I could be see it being a higher scoring game. I still think the C- Seahawks probably win by at least ten. I think their offense has been fantastic, even at, when the defense has struggled. Um, I think we'll be able to have a good idea of what the Seahawks defense is going to look like moving forward in this game. Um, I'm still confident in the Seahawks. Although I do Yeah, there's there's some rust when guys come off injuries, but um sticking with Seattle. And that that is this episode for you. That's the week four stuff, episode seven. Um appreciate you guys for tuning in. You know, if you don't already follow the Instagram, follow it at Redzone Talk. Um I think it's Red Zone Talk Podcast on Instagram. But um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you guys engaging too on Instagram with the different polls. We'll continue to put polls and all that stuff. And um, and sorry for those who were tuning in for Brad. Brad will definitely be back next week. Um, and yeah, another good episode of Red Zone Talk. See you guys next week.